Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in San Diego. Another edition of Quinn and Chris. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Chris Ello. En route will join us hopefully around 4 o'clock. We'll see. Lady Ass takes on the road for some more Mountain West Conference action. So it's just me and Scraby once again. We're going to try some new things today. You know, when it's a two-man show and you're missing a a, a mouth, as Chris likes to call it. <laughs> he would say mouth. Um, <laughs> you know, it, just, it leaves more space to for, for more conversation. So, yes. And more games, possibly. So we're going to try something new today. Scraby came up with this one. Um, fair or unfair? Yeah. The media, in this case, often gets... I don't want to say a bad rap. Sometimes a, a very well-earned rap. And in their feels. And in their feels. Because, you know, the media, uh, we in the media like to point out when somebody is in their feels. But we don't like to necessarily point out when we're in our own feels. So we have a few situations. We want to hear from you. Is it fair or unfair? We'll talk about it a little later on the show. We'll play it a little bit later in the show. This is uh, one of Scraby's babies here. We'll see... Um, if it has some some legs to it, uh, we'll check in in Arizona. Some more spring training. I wouldn't say action, but um, storylines, developments. As um, spring training is now in what day two for pitchers and catchers? Yes, day two. Day two. Very important day. <laughs> of Very important day. Um, AJ talked a little bit about Manny and his elbow situation, and uh, the future of Hassan Kim will. Get into all of that, but first let me check in with my man, Matthew Scraper, who I've been trying to give a little bit of time here as he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off, trying to get these cameras right, and yeah, they still yeah, aren't right yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have his camera on me. That's fine. Everybody wants to see you. They don't want to see me. So I have my camera facing straight down, so <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's not participating at all. Uh, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to that side of the room, have the mic ready to go so I can talk over there while we're doing cameras, Tony. How, how are you doing? Oh, I can't even ask you how you're doing because now you're, you're moving to the other side of the can studio. Can you hear me? Can yeah, you hear me? How are you doing, my friend? I am... Doing okay. It's starting to sink in a little bit more. I, I was just going to ask you, day was about 48 hours. No, not quite 48 hours yet, but close to it. Yeah. yeah. Since uh, not really the game ended, but since the game started. Yeah. How are you feeling? 
I'm feeling more and more devastated as the minutes go by since the mm. Super Bowl ended. I watched it again last night. You watched the whole game? I watched, skipped through a lot of the second half. A lot of the Wait, second half. That's the best part of the game, apparently. Well, of course. I had to do that because I really wanted to watch again. So you just watched the first half of football when the 49ers were up 10 3? That's all you watched? I didn't even watch that. No, I watched the second half. Oh, you just watched the second yes, half? Yes, just oh, watched okay. the second half. Okay. Hold on. I'm all going right. back to my chair. All right, go ahead. <laughs> turned off my microphone in the process of turning off Whoops. his mo- microphone and actually left his on. Okay, now All I right, turned it off. Here we go. Sorry, everyone. These cameras sometimes, man. Uh, but I had a friend actually ask me today if I'm okay like you did, but they asked me again, like, no, really, are you okay? Because you're kind of freaking me out with how calm you are with the 49ers losing the Super Bowl, and I'm afraid that you're just internalizing all of it and you're going to blow up one day. I don't think I am. Do you think maybe I'm just old enough now that I can realize that my team just got beat? Uh, you know, most of us has reached that age already. I, I, I hope that you have gotten to the point now where you can just accept that your team just got beat. Well, I can't because my team should have won that game. There were plenty of things down the stretch that I saw last night during the game that really angered me, including George Kittle only having two catches for four yards in the game. Debo, he didn't complain, but Debo did nothing yesterday or two days ago. Uh, you got he Bra- didn't complain. You what? got Brandon Ayuk, who's like on doing cryptic things on the internet now because he's not, and I think he should be paid. There's so, just so, so many the questions, and now the, all the articles has the 49ers window closed, which makes me my anxiety well, raised to the, a level 11. The, the people have spoken. They don't think so. They're the favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, but the, the window they were saying is this year because of all the contract situation. The 49ers could be like $45 million over the cap. They're going to have to figure that out. They're also going to have to extend... Brandon Ayuk, they're going to have to pay Brock Purdy in like two years. Oh, that's two years away. The part of the reason why you went with Brock Purdy is that you weren't going to have to pay him. You'd be able to pay him the bottom of the barrel, basically. Until he well, worry about gets that the big contract. There's, let's be real. There's windows of opportunity are smaller in football than they probably are in any other sport. Yeah, that's why I'm freaking out. But you still have a, you still have the nucleus there. Let's say you, you did let go of Ayuk, right? Yeah. You still have a really good defense. You yeah. still have a really good offense. You just now you're now Debo has to actually you know do play, something for pl- once. Play wide receiver. See, that's the thing is I don't I don't I don't know that and we're, I didn't expect to get into this Debo talk, but I don't know that Debo is a, a wide like a full time wide receiver. That's why they have Brandon Ayuk because he's an actual wide receiver and he's able to go deep and he's able to beat the safeties and all that. Anyway. Long story short is the Super Bowl is now making me freak out a little bit because well, I mean, that of where my team That at. doesn't surprise me because this is typically where you are in, in the freak out area. Don't even get me started about the conspiracies because I haven't heard any of them. So, you know, you know oh, I won't here's get another one. Here, I'm, I'm actually going to start for you, Tony. <laughs> here's another one that I didn't think of. Why is the rule even made in the Super Bowl? So, so the the Chiefs were the team that knew about these rules. Oh, stop! You but the I, Chiefs I, I, are I the can, reason I for can, the rule. Can, yeah, well, they they weren't the ones complaining about the rule. It was all everybody else who wanted Josh Allen to have another chance to to come back down and and score. 
It didn't work. Sorry. And so now this rule's put in. So everybody gets a chance. And the, I would like for the only problem for your 49ers is that guy who got the chance is also the best quarterback in the world. I would like for the NFL to come out and speak about this. And say what? And say, we didn't actually notify each team like we should have. Eh, I think because the Chiefs know about this rule because the rule was made no, after no, them. So everybody it was, top of was mind. notified. Including they said us. they were talking about in training camp all this stuff. Well, you know, maybe who uh, who is that starting to point to? The coach. I'm just saying. I will I will say I, I was um, defending Kyle Shanahan yesterday. I'm still going to defend him because he is a good coach, but... That that was those were some mistakes that he made down the stretch. And I, as Chris said, I didn't have a problem with his way of thinking. Um, it it really isn't. I don't know that it's on on the coach. I mean, it's on the coach that the players didn't know. Yeah, I would think the players wouldn't would know better than to roll their coach under the bus like that because it really didn't matter what the. It wasn't like they if they would have known somehow. Hardman is not wide open on that that play there. Don't remind me. So it's it, you know it. I think it's uh, yes, it's it's a story that they didn't know, but it had no effect on the game. Zero. I know. I'm just trying to find excuses. But I'm actually surprised you got this far into into <laughs> into the loss. Two days or 36 hours <laughs> have just now got to the point where you are starting to freak out a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing all the hater articles come out, and so that's why we have fair or unfair because there's one title. It's great. Know, I think it's called an autopsy. And oh yes, it is. It's After. a season autopsy. Right. You know, you got to. This is what you do. You got to figure out what went wrong. You can make a strong argument. Nothing went wrong. Patrick Mahomes went wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I, and by the way, I saw a lot more of Travis Kelsey after the game. Dude was living the life. <laughs> Dude was living the did, life. Did you have any doubt that he wasn't going to no, live the life? No, but like... He's a, before they even got off the football field, he was singing Viva Las Vegas. He was, but he's like a 34-year-old guy. I, that's too old. Like, I couldn't even party if I he's was still drinking at 34-year-old. Single, not single anymore. Oh, uh, uh, do you know something I don't? No, he's not single anymore, but I'm saying... He's not, you know, he has, this is how he has lived his life for, for quite some time. I don't think he's ever been married, so. No, he, yeah, so I don't think he has either. This has been kind of how he's done done things, and, yeah, it's, and it's gotten him this far. We're going to talk about in the Big Five, uh, we're going to talk about the Taylor Swift effect, whether or not it's real, because numbers are showing us something. What they ta- what, what's the saying go about numbers? They, they don't, don't lie? lie. Yeah. yeah, well, we... I'm sure there's somebody out there trying to poke holes in these numbers as we speak. And another thing that's bothering me in the baseball world is someone that I've talked about in the Scraby Show a lot, Jorge Soler, is reportedly signing with the Giants three years, $42 million. I read read yesterday that there was like a staring contest going on between the Giants and his representatives in terms of... There's a staring contest? Who was going to budge? Well, now I I don't know who ended up budging. Well, he but, he was originally he opted out of a thirteen million dollar contract with the Marlins, and so he's only making like one million dollar more per year AAV. Which so I'm thinking he budgeted a little probably, bit. <laughs> he probably there's something about seeing pitchers and catchers report when you're not named Blake. Smell, you get a little antsy. That could get you, you know, make you jump a little bit. But what 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 angers me about this? Not angers is not the word, but. This is an affordable player that the Padres maybe it is could have gone after fourteen. Well, no, that's the thing is that fourteen million dollars in this offseason is not affordable, and that's unfortunate because there's some good players that they could have brought in. 
Well, you know, that's that's the Padres have a lot of good players as it is. Yes, they do. So, you know, you don't have to get a Jorge Soler, who is another right-handed bat. Although, a DH, you know, he can play some DH there. He can play some outfield. But at the price tag, probably not something the Padres were, you know, knowing what we know now, were ever really um, in the on the the level floor of, of, of buying in that on that floor. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I do. Um, Giants, though. You know, for as bad as the offseason started out for them, it actually kind of, you know, it's it's not bad. When you look at Soler, uh, what was it, uh, the, the center fielder, what was his name? Uh, Lee? Lee. Lee. That'll the, the jury is still out on that contract. Yeah, we don't know. But I, I'm saying signing Soler makes that a little bit easier. It's not your one big signing over yeah. the over the offseason. That's true. So... Um, we'll we'll get into a little bit of all that. Snell, he's still out there. It's coaching kids in Seattle right now while he's I was waiting. just getting ready to say, I can tell you, like, before the season ended, one of the things, Blake, was, was you could get him to talk about pretty much all night long was a, how excited he was to coach these travel ball kids oh. that he was like, I mean, he had, I mean, I, I, got, I got pictures in my phone of some of the kids swinging like he was like, Really serious about it. And now you're starting to see some of the footage of him coaching third base, just being Blake. Yep. Um, it is fun. And, 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 you know, that's a really easy way to keep your mind off of what's not happening in terms of him still being on the market. I mean, spree, pitching, pitchers and catchers by end of this week will have all reported to their, their uh, respective teams. Yeah. So I can imagine that that's an uneasy feeling. But anybody, unless they bring him in in the next couple of weeks, any any team that brings him in, he might he's in danger at some point of not being ready for the start of the year. Nah, I don't know. He's there yet. Okay, we're like, not there yet. He's unless he. I mean, he's not probably not going to be on a team that's going to Korea, so he doesn't have to like amp it up quicker. I in the daily gambit, we have a bet. We on certainly Blake hope Snow. he's not. If it's not going to be with the Padres, I, yeah, I know that would only other leave, that would only leave the Dodgers. They it? don't, they cannot have any more money. It's 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 not possible for them to have any more money, is it? It is, but I, if I they would have signed him, or if they wanted to sign him, if he wanted to go there, it would have been done by now. Touche, touche. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to break. We got a pop quiz. Chris will join us in the four o'clock hour. AJ Casavell, he's out in Peoria right now. We'll get a chance to hear from him uh, in the 2 o'clock hour. Also, got a schedule breakdown in MLB. We often lock in on, what, the, the NFL schedule when it comes out, yeah. the NBA schedule when it comes out. We don't do it very often for the baseball schedule, and there's a good reason. 162 games, it's kind of hard to like pick out what the marquee matchup is in, in April. It or is March. tough. <laughs> it is really tough. I've but looked. <laughs> with the changes that have happened over the last – since last season, right? It was a drastic change last season. We'll kind of get in some of the details uh, for this year's schedule and, and what Major League Baseball liked about the new schedule, what they didn't like. All coming up here on Gwen and Chris. Stay tuned. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 221. Shout out to my man, Chris Ello. His emoji game is, is stepping up. He has, so much better. He has. He only knew how to use the smiley, blushy face <laughs> emoji. That's all we ever got from him. Now he's dropping fingers crossed. He just did. It's almost as though he realized there was more than just one group of emojis. Like, you know, you get the first page of emojis, yeah. all the faces. It's now like he realized, oh, they got fingers. There's hundreds. There's, there's a lot more than just the ones that I think he originally thought of. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'm here for it. I think it's awesome that he's using more emojis. Yeah, I'm proud of him. Good for you, Chris. <laughs> I'm proud of him. Me too. Let's check in in, uh, in Peoria, the Padres' second day of pitchers and catchers. A.J. Preller. Spoke to the media. Now, I think probably the most pressing question, I don't know if there is any really pressing questions, but the one that's on pe- most people's minds is is how's Manny's, um, what's Manny's status like following his offseason elbow surgery? Yeah, I think he's he's hit every checkpoint so far this off season. Um, you know, so he's he's here the last couple of days. You know, I haven't had a chance yet. You know, today I guess he got out on the field. So I haven't had a chance to see him personally, but you know, in, the, in this camp here. But um, he's had a good off season in terms of coming back from the surgery. Um, you know, I know he he wants to be ready to go play in Korea. Um, you know, so far he's tracking towards that. I think we feel good about that. You know, where he's at, he's put the time and the and, and the work in. He moved. Spent a ton of time in San Diego this offseason with our, uh, you know, with our with our training staff, um, and I think it's it's showing so far in the early stages. But we'll we'll kind of continue going step by step. But so far he's tracking to be ready to play. Yeah, uh, that's a surprise to me, right? What tracking to be ready to play for Korea? What is I mean, DHing? I, I'm assuming that's yeah. what he's talking about. I would say so. I don't know if that's a surprise. Manny is uh, well, that that he makes is, me feel has, a lot better. He has proven. Um, to be physically gifted in terms of uh, Wolverine-like healing powers. That is true. We right? did go see him in his ankle that one day. We watched his dude's ankle like, turn Explode. sideways, <laughs> walk on it. Ten days later, he's back in the lineup. And then ten days, he was back in the lineup. So I'm not all that surprised. Uh, I don't know exactly where Manny is. You know, as you know, oftentimes GMs talk when they don't want to give you too much information. Of course. You know, check boxes and things of that nature. It sounds like he's done all that. What exactly that means in terms of 
the first spring training game versus first game of the season. I don't know, but the fact that he did mention sound like if I'm not mistaken, he's tracking to be tracking in, to be there for Korea. For, so be there, Korea. And, so. and like you just said, I mean, if AJ's saying that, I'm definitely believing it because AJ's not going to say not anything to offer to, up yeah, uh, too information. much information. And we, uh, Manny did speak to the media. We'll bring that to you a little bit later as well. Now we need to slice and dice it so it's more professional. We know exactly what's going to be on the other side. We've we've tried to uh, freestyle uh, one of these uh, press conferences. Or it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work well. I'm like, I'll I, save I, a bunch I, of time, <laughs> and then we'll play something that means nothing. Right. I say, hey, he's about to tell you about playing third base. And the guy's talking about hitting a curveball. So <laughs> we'll just make sure we have it all lined up for you. AJ also was asked what kind of interest he's getting from other teams right now in trade talks as it pertains to ha Sung Kim. And what is his future here in San Diego? No, I mean, it's it's truly all. I, you know, I'm not going to go through one specific player. It's, we've, we've had like a lot of conversation because of, I think, the depth we have in the system. And, and I think it's, again, like, you know, you can see, like, you know, overall, whether it's on a farm system, Sam, what you see, like, prospect rankings, the more important thing is when other teams are calling you, asking about our players. So we just had a lot of conversation about a lot of our players. Um, you know, I, I think with, with the Kim situation, you know, we've, we were pretty consistent through the offseason. Like, we we're, you're never going to hang up the phone. You're always going to listen on any player when anybody calls. But it wasn't something we're, we, we were, you know, we were, we were pushing in any way. You know, I think it was basically... You know, you see him as a huge part of our team. You know, I think most likely if, uh, if we're going to play well, toss on Kim in the middle of the diamond for us, playing like he's capable of playing. I think the teams understand that. You know, teams will call from now and then, but I think, you know, we, we try to make it pretty clear that you know, we want to have, you know, our, our team pretty set going into this period of time. And I think he's a, he's a part of it for sure. Have you, had any, have you had any conversations with him or his agents about a long-term deal? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've again, like, we've, uh, I'm not going to go into any real details, et cetera, but we've just, we've, we've made it known to Ha-Sung that we value him, he understands that, and, um, you know, again, like, ultimately, you know, it's hard to line up on some of these things at times, so we'll, uh, that'll be, you know, something, you know, in terms of, like, how, how that all played out, plays out in the next, uh, you know, over the course of the next few months, um, you know, that'll be between us and Ha-Sung and his representatives, but he understands kind of where we're at and what we think about him. Hmm. There's a lot. There. there was a lot there. There was a lot there. There was a lot, but not a lot. You go first, because uh, I saw your face change uh, on one specific well, I thought, thing. I thought he was. I thought he was about to give up way more than he normally did, and then he did. <laughs> he went. He went the other way. Um, hard to line up on on those on these things. Um, that for whatever reason raised my antennas a little bit. Like. They value him enough that they need a. Great he said it's been, He said it's, they've made it pretty known how they that they value. So him. that means they they want something real good. Who the Padres? They want something. in return for Hassan Kim. I, I was more focused on the second half of that question okay. because to me it sounded like they don't want to move him. Yeah. is what it sounded like to me. Yeah, you know, he, you know, he's not going to not answer the phone uh, or block a number. But it sounded it, the way he, I heard that was that he didn't. They don't. They they plan on having him as a part of their their nucleus going forward. Yeah. Um. The part that I my antennas kind of went up on was when he said these things are are hard to line up in terms of the extension and what his future in in San Diego looks like. 
And you know, I it may I heard that as maybe the the value is is looked at a little bit higher on one side than it is the other. Hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. He also said at this point in time, which he gave himself an out because uh, to me at this at point, this point in time, like he was saying at this point in time, we want him as a part of our nucleus, like right now. And so he gave himself an out. You know, we never know what could happen near the trade deadline. We don't know what's going to happen this year, but it does sound like they're going to give it a go with him more, more think, so than trading him. Yeah, no, I, I think at this point, I don't know that it makes a whole lot. What are you are you getting an outfit? What are you getting back in return? Like, it sounds like they're pretty good on letting, you know, Brito, Vasquez, Waldron, Avila, Battle it Snowing. out. Oh, he's not ready for that yet. Who was the lefty we brought up last, that Chris brought up yesterday? De, De Los Santos? Nope. The lefty. lefty. He was in camp last year for us. I can't. I'm just going to type Scraby. it. I, I you mean, you, you're now. asking me something that Chris said yesterday, and he says a lot of <laughs> outrageous stuff that I tune out. Touche. So. Touche. Either way, they seem to be content on letting those guys battle at the back end of the rotation. And... Living with whatever happens at that point. So right now, they really, it seems like they believe they don't need to bring in anyone else for Hassan Kim. They'd much rather have Hassan Kim with them than like multiple pieces that can come back in a trade. That's what it tells me. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think they want, it sounded like they want Kim to be a part of this team moving forward. Um, he's not going to never say never, but it sounds like. Kim is going to be on this team moving forward. That obviously can change depending on what happens in spring training. But um, those are that's a good problem to have to have somebody of value that other people want, whether the Padres decide to, to move them or not. Bob Nightingale tweeted out the San Diego Padres still have wiggle room in their budget to add more pieces, and they continue to be in active trade discussions. AJ Preller says so. We could see something happen. I mean, it's virtually what he said. He said it, he he wasn't just singling out Hassan Kim. No. He said. They've been getting the calls. It sounded like often about guys in their uh, their organization. So uh, we're going to continue to talk Padres here in this two o'clock hour. AJ Casville joins us in the next seg. More Gwen and Chris. Quinn and Chris on the fan. Here he is with his election update. Our producer, Mr. Matt Scraby. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Two thirty-six. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, AJ Casavell will join us here shortly. You remember the Jackie Robinson statue that was sawed off at the feet? Yes. Terrible news. Yeah, we assume the worst. We assume the worst reasons for it. And although the reason isn't great, it certainly, at least as the um, the Omaha police see it, wasn't. Due to race. Didn't yeah. have anything to do not with Not a race. hate crime. No, not a hate crime. They, they think. They believe at this point. Um, I'm sure many of you have heard about 
the copper thefts that have been happening on, on cars. It's, houses. Uh, houses. Everywhere. Just so happened the statue is all copper. Yeah. And uh, probably, you know, in many ways easier to get to than, you know, boosting the car. A and catalytic then, converter. And then, <laughs> and then getting it that way. That apparently uh, was the reason for the theft. Uh, Wichita, Kansas Police Department on Tuesday said an arrest had been made nearly three weeks after the Jackie Robinson statue uh, was stolen from the park. And um, Ricky Adrit, 45, is charged with the felony theft, um, aggravated criminal damage to property, identity theft, and making false information. Uh, the statue with police said was valued at about $75,000 was stolen from McAdams Park, the home of League 42, a youth baseball league for about 600 children that commissioned and uh, erected the statue in 2021. So, I mean. They said they're also looking possibly for a couple more people because there was three people on camera that were seen. Mm. But didn't they find this, like, burned up somewhere? They did. They did. I, I'm not quite I sure. I haven't been able to find out if this person was able to, like, do anything with it, but maybe they got rid of it because they couldn't do anything with it? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Aaron Moses, who was the, looks like the lead investigator, said uh, the investigation has not revealed any evidence indicating that this was a hate-motivated crime. The statue was cut at its ankles, leaving only bronze replicas of Robinson's cleats. They left that part behind on the other war, otherwise barren uh, pedestal. Um, so Robinson's statue was 95% copper. So let's uh, get to our guest for the hour, A.J. Casavell. We know him well, covers the Padres on MLB.com. He's out in Arizona already. He's just getting set, so he needs a he needs minute a or two. Okay, so I went too early. Man. No, I, I thought he was, I thought the timing I, no, was he perfect on Yeah, you were done with your story and all of that. Uh, I have a comment on the chat what we got? that um, from Adam. I don't know. Catalytic converters can be done in less than a minute. I've seen in 30 <laughs> seconds. Listen, I, I, I just, I've, never, I've, never, I've never done it before, so I, I don't you know. You haven't? No. Oh. I just assumed that for tool they had that was able to cut it from the feet was you know probably there's actually lots of youtube videos out there of people like with their ring cameras or their security cameras catching people underneath their car and it is like it's crazy how quick these thieves are yeah. but now i think that there's some sort what of say, how, long, how fast was it how fast uh he's seen in 30 seconds 30 less sec- than a minute yeah that, that might be a little quicker and you yeah. certainly don't have to run down the street or hop into a car with a jackie robinson bronze uh, statue like out of the back. So, I, I mean, I guess that could be easier. Yeah, I mean, that's a little bit more of a I'm going to get caught when someone sees me putting this in my garage <laughs> right, type thing. Right. Ryan says people rob job sites for their copper all the time. When I was an electrician, I would I, I knew. Would I, I mean, after, wire. when I walked in, I, I had saw the story, but I hadn't read it yet. And Scraby was kind of, we were talking about it. And immediately... When he said that they felt like it wasn't a hate crime, I knew that was my first thought. Well, oh, it must have been some type of you cop. Did say that. That, it had to have been that. And sure enough, that's exactly um, what it was. I don't know why this. It just makes me feel better for some reason. It stinks that the trophy was, or the trophy, the statue was ruined. But at the same time, at least there isn't like a more nefarious reason for it. Yeah. I mean, it sucks for those, what, 600 kids that, you know had that statue in their 
in their league that they're playing in as you know it's a, a um it's a source of of inspiration in some way so uh still waiting on 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 AJ here uh we'll, we'll talk some uh, Padre baseball he's down there and he is ready to go AJ Catsville joins us here on Gwen and Chris AJ how's your uh, Arizona stay so far uh, a little earlier than usual. This is now two years in a row I've watched the Super Bowl from Arizona, which is a little <laughs> weird. But uh, last year it was a lot colder at this time. I'm told the cold went through Arizona last week, and it's been so far sunny days in baseball. So, so far, so good. I, I enjoy sunny days in baseball. Now, before we get into business here, are, it's 2024 bringing us long hair, don't care, AJ oh. Casaville, or are we trimming this up this year? <laughs> Uh, it's long hair, don't care. Well, you know what? It's long hair, comma, care. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, Good to but, know. Uh, I'm keeping the long hair going for 2024 at least. All right. Fair enough. All right. Um, Padres, pitchers and catchers, day two. Uh, anything sticking out to you in the first 48 hours of camp that, you, that you've been there in terms of players, vibe? What, what's it been like down there so far? Uh, the, the vibe's been pretty good. The vibe's usually always pretty good at this time of year. The one thing that stands out to me, I think, is uh, maybe kind of how ready some of these pitchers are, and that probably stems from the fact that, I mean, especially I saw you Darvish throw his bullpen session today, and it was a lot more intense than I think what you'd regularly expect from early February or mid-February, I guess. Uh, I think it stems from the fact that they're opening the season earlier, so it makes sense why, but I think the pitchers are, are maybe farther along than they otherwise would have been. That's probably speaks to some of the readiness from this, this staff to get the season going and the excitement. And uh, I, maybe even to the leadership of the group, I know Joe Musgrove and you Darvish are, are obviously at the forefront of that pitching group. And those are two guys you'd probably want leading your pitchers. And the rest of the group has kind of, uh, has, has kind of fallen into place behind them. And I think uh, we've heard some good things about, Everyone the Padres acquired in that Yankees trade and some of the young pitching prospects out here. So it'll be interesting to kind of see as the uh, next few weeks go on how the Padres prep for that Korea series in terms of getting their arms ready and preparing for those two games specifically and also uh, just kind of what, what their strategy is. Talking to AJ Casvo, MLB.com. He's out there in Peoria. And uh, AJ, we were just listening to AJ Preller talk about Manny Machado, and he was saying that he was tracking to play by the Korea series. So what are you hearing about Manny's return date? Yeah, so Manny actually just talked to us too. And um, he didn't want to put it – he didn't – I mean, he didn't want to get into too many specifics on – he said his body would tell him and whatnot. But it sounds like Machado's tracking to play by that Korea series based on what Preller said, based on the fact that – Machado took some throws today, did some grounding third base and threw across the diamond a few times. And right now it's really a matter of the workload and how much he'll be able to do. He is swinging and he is throwing. He just can't swing and throw at the level you probably need to be swinging and throwing every day to kind of hone your craft and, and get in shape for, for a major league baseball season. So obviously you don't want to rush that, but given all of that information, I think it's probably very likely that Machado plays in in Korea. Now, whether he plays as a DH or a third baseman, I think there's a chance that he would be there as a third baseman, like available, but you don't want to rush that. You don't want to build up his workload on a throwing arm too much too fast after the surgery. So uh, I, I would say it's likely he plays in Korea. Uh, as for the DH third base question, that that's still up in the air. We also listened to AJ speak 
uh, on a number of different topics. But the the one topic I'm going to ask you about is Hassan Kim. He was asked about his um, in terms of teams wanting him and the Padres wanting to keep him. Um, you know, I, I don't know that there was a whole lot there, but if you you read between the lines, it does sound like at least for now the Padres want to have him as a part of this team moving forward. Yeah, I think that's definitely true, and I think it's unlikely that he gets that he gets traded before opening day. Not out of the realm of possibility, but AJ essentially said that they'll they'll take calls because they take calls on everyone, but they view him as a pretty integral piece, and you can see why, given everything he does to make this the, the infield frankly, really good. He's a, he's a great defender at multiple positions. So um, Preller also, I think, was kind of candid about the fact that the Padres are still looking to – they're still open to making trades. They're still in discussions about making trades. They're in discussions with free agents. Like, this is not a complete roster. He said something along the lines of the roster that breaks camp with us will almost certainly not be the roster that, that ends camp with us. And so there are moves to come. And – Obviously, I think you glance down who's available and what can net the Padres sending pieces back. And one of the one of the preeminent names is Hassan Kim because of where he is in his contract, because of his value, and because of the glut of infielders that the Padres have. I think that being said, the Padres view him extremely highly, and I think as well they should. They should be viewing him that highly. Um, and so it's going to take a pretty substantial package to get Hassan Kim back, and I, I don't know if there's a team out there that's going to do that for one year of Hassan Kim. So right now, probably likelier than not that Kim's a Padre come opening day, and where he plays may be dictated by the health of Machado, whether he's at third base or not. You just made a lot of fans happy, AJ. Yeah, we hear did. from everybody that no one wants to trade Hassan Kim, so we'll see if that happens, but that's good news. We're talking to AJ Casbell of MLB.com right now. And Jerks and Profar was signed yesterday by the Padres for a very team-friendly contract. But last night I was talking about where is he? Is he going to be an everyday guy? Is he a DH? Is he a spot left field guy? Where do you think they're going to go with uh, Jerks and Profar this year? I think you know exactly what you have in Jerks and Profar. And so he, you can kind of pencil him in as the guy that, that is uh, – you probably know what you're going to get from him. And so you ask other guys to kind of step up and win places in the outfield around him. And I assume they're going to make another addition to the outfield. But his amount of playing time and where he plays and how much he plays will be dictated by probably the performance of some of these prospects. I mean, Jackson Merrill is going to be getting reps in left field. Jacob Marcy, the Arizona Fall League MVP, he'll be he'll be in the mix for for center field reps and for an outfield spot or a bench spot. Same with Grant Pauly. Like some of these young prospects, if they can earn the job, and this is one of the things we talked about with AJ Preller today, was was how do you kind of view the promotion of these guys and they have to really step up and take the job. Uh, if they can earn the job, I think there's more playing time for them probably ahead of Jerks and Profar. But you sign a guy like Jerks and Profar to be available if you need him to start in left field and to be available, if you need him to be a bench piece who can play a bunch of different spots behind some of the prospects. So what, what I think what his signing does more than anything else is give you that flexibility because you've got a, a guy that's kind of already entrenched in the clubhouse and who you probably kind of know what you're going to get from him. And then you can, you, you've established the baseline and now you can kind of ask your prospects to say, Hey, go, go win a job, go earn a spot, go earn that playing time. AJ Casaville joins us here on Gwen and Chris, 249 on the dial. And AJ, I think, you know, we heard Joe Musgrove talk a little bit about the team needing to uh, to establish an identity. Um, typically, when we think of leadership on this ball club, we think of Hugh Darvish, Joe Musgrove, 
Manny Machado. But I'm curious to get your thought, because in year, what is actually year five of his playing career, because remember, he missed 2022. Fernando Tatis Jr. has always been looked at as kind of the guy who brings the energy. He's kind of the lifeblood of the team. But at the you know young age of, what, 25 now, um, it seems like this is kind of his territory to kind of maybe step into and be one of those leaders moving into this year. Yeah, and I think there can be kinds of leadership. And so if you get a guy like Fernando Tatis Jr. who brings that, that energy and that joy and kind of also that, like, I mean, he's he's had some big hits during his Padres tenure, and if 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 he's kind of thriving in those big moments, you, you kind of he, he's kind of said he's put his team put it, put the team on his back and and said, hey, I'll I'll carry it to where we're trying to get to in some big in some big spots in the 2020 playoffs and some big regular season games down the stretch in 2022 or in 2023. Um, he also had some struggles last season. I think what you would look for him in that uh in that leadership role would be uh, when things aren't going so great kind of maybe keep that persistent leadership leadership aspect of it up and when things are going great stay kind of exactly as you are and so he'll be it'll be interesting to kind of watch him because he's obviously such a he 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 plays the game with his heart on his sleeve he he shows his emotions all the time and as someone who covers the team and wants guys to do that more often I love that um but he's also showed a, a pretty great deal of maturity just in the last year in terms of his preparation and readying himself and learning to kind of switch positions and, and, and being out there every single day, which is obviously a thing that you, you want your leaders to be available and to kind of lead by example from on the field. And so he was that guy last season. So it, I think, like you said, it'll be interesting to see how this season he, he takes that step because he has been, he's one of the longest tenured Padres at this point. Talking to AJ Casbell, MLB.com. Thank you for joining us from Peoria, AJ. This is the last one for me, but Michael King, I've uh, been talking about how all the fans are very excited to see what he can do. What are the early thoughts on Michael King? I, I, I've heard nothing but great things about Michael King, and I, we talked to him the other day. He's a very cerebral uh, person and pitcher, and he thinks the game very, I mean, very intensely. And I think uh, look at the way his stuff played down the stretch last year in the rotation and the fact that he has different pitches, different fastballs, different versions of kind of how he can get hitters out. I talked to Kyle Higashioka about it yesterday. Like he kind of has everything you'd want out of a starter. He just didn't necessarily have that opportunity in New York until late last season. And so I think you always thought he could be a pretty good starter. And there he was for those, I think, nine starts that he made doing it. And uh, the transition is going to be an interesting one because the Padres don't like to set specific innings counts that, that their pitchers can't pass. They want them, they want those pitchers to essentially dictate themselves, not, not with what they say, but kind of with their performance and how their body's feeling and that kind of thing, how far they can go. He's only ever thrown 105 innings. I think is, is the most he's thrown in the big leagues. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they, how they monitor those innings going forward, but he's, his stuff is, is, is nasty. And he has the, the making of a middle of the rotation, if not, sliding toward the front of the rotation type starting pitcher. And he's going to be given that chance. And everything we've heard says that, that he could be that guy. I think the Padres are really relying on him to be that guy because right now the way the rotation shapes up, there's, there's question marks behind him, but if they can have that top three solidified, that'll go a long way to ensuring that, that whoever rotates in those last two, two or three spots, I mean, the Padres will have that solid foundation in place. No question about it. AJ, 
Uh, first of many conversations in 2024, my man. Appreciate you coming on, spend some time with us. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, guys. AJ Casavell, MLB.com. He covers the Padres. Uh, he's one of the he's one of the good ones we have for sure. Yes. Um, I, I truly believe this is the year that I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm not going to speak on what his leadership looks like, what style it is. But I do think this is his year. Fernando's my MVP pick for 2024. And I think with that, you're going to see him, in whatever form that is, step into a leadership role that um, I don't think he's had to before. He's kind of just been able to go out and play and be be toddy. Um, I think this is the year where that kind of changes for him. Yeah, I, I, and I wouldn't be and – I, and I'm, I'm saying it now. I think he's going to be the National League MVP this year. I said it too. I think that he's going to be a National League MVP. My, your vote carries more weight than my vote, but we're both on the same thought process that he's going to come into the season. He's going to get right into it. And you're right. I want to see more leadership out of Fernando. I was going to say this. I don't normally do this, but I said this like last year around yeah. like June. And I was copying you ever since then. But you have. <laughs> but you have, You did say that because you were saying once this guy gets a full off season under his belt, once he gets some more season under his belt, he's going to be good. And it's he just alive. kept getting better. Yeah, exactly. It's alive. That's what I That's what I think it's going to be. I just Can kinda, you do that on the broadcast, by the way? It's alive. Yes, please. <laughs> do like a, you know, know, they have I the incorporator. Have to, you I should incorporate that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I happened to just kind of be going through the numbers last year. Dude, Joe Musgrove was ten and three. Yeah, with a three three oh five ERA. Yeah, he started a little bit late, but he was. I think didn't he have he a was, decision in he every was game? Rolling. He had a win in like six straight games. This dude dropped a anvil on his foot before the season <laughs> the started, and then came out and shoved. Can't wait. I am starting to get excited. Well, you are going there on Sunday. Got my equipment and everything. You do have your equipment. Brand, Walking around here. You know, I, we talk about it off the air, off time. Sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the, gets grease. the grease. Did you squeak your way to a new headset? <laughs> I, I think I did. I <laughs> Good. think I did. Good. It all worked out. Uh, three o'clock hour on the way. Daily Gambit. See how we did in uh, the old gambling ways. More Gwen and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 